Dear listeners, are you tired of the endless cycle of fad diets and extreme measures? It's time to wake up to a better weight loss solution with Robody. As someone who's been through the ups and downs of weight loss, I know firsthand the challenge of trying to find what will stick. That's why if I qualified for Robody today, I jump at the chance for a scientifically backed program that supports long-term success. With Robody, you'll gain access to the most popular weight loss shots on the market, paired with personalized lifestyle changes. Over 200,000 people have already chosen Roe to help them lose weight. Say goodbye to the roller coaster of weight loss dreams and hello to sustainable, real results with Robody. Go to roco snoozecast. Sign up today and you'll pay just $99 for your first month and $145 a month after that. Medication costs are separate. That's ro.co slash snoozecast. Newscast, the podcast designed to help you fall asleep. Find us on snoozecast.com and follow us on Instagram at snoozecast to find behind the scenes content. If you enjoy our show, please write a review on the podcast app. Also, share us with a friend. This episode is brought to you by our Patreon supporters, including our newest patron, Stephanie. Thanks so much, Stephanie. And also by Mystic Virtue. Tonight, we'll read Herbs for Incantations, an excerpt from The Folklore of Plants by T.F. Thistleton Dyer, published in 1889. The Reverend Thistleton Dyer was a British curate and vicar, along with a writer of popular nonfiction books such as this one and... The Strange Pages from Family Papers, which was considered a masterpiece of popular historical writing. He was particularly admired for his ability to couple in-depth research with the suspense and excitement normally associated with the nascent art of detective fiction. Let's get cozy. Close your eyes. Relax your body into the softness of your bed. Now, take a few deep breaths. For incantations. The vast proportions in bygone years explains the magic properties which we find ascribed to so many plants in most countries. 
in the nefarious trade carried on by the representatives, certain plants were largely employed for working marvels. Hence, the mystic character which they have ever since retained. It was necessary, however, that these should be plucked at certain phases of the moon or seasons of the year or from some spot where the sun was supposed not to have shone on it. Hence, Shakespeare makes one of his witches speak of root of hemlock digged in the dark and of slips of you slivered in the moon's eclipse, a practice which was long kept up. The plants, too, which formed the witch's pharmacopoeia, were generally selected either from their legendary associations or by reasons of their poisonous and soporific qualities. Thus, two of those most frequently used as ingredients in the mystic cauldron were the vervain and the rue, these plants having been specially credited with supernatural virtues. The former probably derived its notoriety from the fact of its being sacred to Thor, an honor which marked it out like other lightning plants as peculiarly adapted for occult uses. It was, moreover, among the sacred plants of the Druids and was gathered by them when the dog star arose from unsunned spots. At the same time, it is noteworthy that many of the plants which were in repute with witches for working their marvels were reckoned as counter-charms, a fact which is not surprising, as materials used by wizards and others for magical purposes have generally been regarded as equally efficacious if employed against their charms and spells. Rue, likewise, which entered so largely into magic rites, was once much in request as an antidote against such practices, and nowadays, when worn on the person in conjunction with maiden hair, broom straw, and ground ivy, it is said to confer fine vision and to point out the presence of witches. It is still an undecided question as to why rue should out of all other plants have gained its widespread reputation with witches. At any rate,